Welcome to Lex Chat. My name is Lexi. I am an Atlanta-based singer, songwriter, vocal coach, and female recording engineer available for recording studio, artist development, and consultation. You can book me by phone by texting 404-692-1299. Please text first. Through email at LexiSolo at gmail.com, L-E-X-C-S-O-L-O at gmail.com. Social media at LexiATL, that's at L-E-X-C-A-T-L, and website at LexiATL.com. This show is dedicated to music and entertainment, where we talk about the industry and the business, and we help each other to become better artists and better creatives. You can catch these chats live on Instagram at LexiATL, that's L-E-X-C-A-T-L, on Instagram and YouTube every Wednesday night to be part of the conversation. If you missed the live, you can hear the replay on Mondays at 8 a.m. on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. If you're listening or watching on YouTube, please be sure to like the video, leave comments to continue the conversation, subscribe, and hit the notification bell to be notified each and every time I post a new piece of content. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio, please give me a five out of five star rating and leave a review and the cat just hit the button and leave a review. All of these things really help me by telling the algorithm this is a good piece of content that they should push in front of larger audiences. And I would greatly appreciate y'all for doing that for me. If you'd like to go an extra mile in supporting me, then please consider becoming a patron of mine on patreon.com slash LexiATL. And for as little as $5 per month, you'll be supporting me and getting early access to content, as well as being automatically entered into any giveaways that I host on my YouTube channel. Sound like fun? I know, right? But anyway, this week on Lex Chat, we are continuing the marketing series. And today we're getting into finding your audience. Who are they? Where are they? How do you find their information? I want to get into all of that. So we'll talk about analytics and how to define your ideal listener. If that sounds like something you'd be interested in hearing more about, stay tuned. I'm finally going to be releasing another album. The release date is in July of 2023, but it's not yet done. To get some buzz about it, I'll be previewing pieces of the songs on my Lex chat through the release of the album. Here is a preview from one of the songs in consideration called Lovers in This War. Let me know what you think. Baby, I need love and affection. I need real connection. Don't be scared to do it Put more than a touch into it More than what I want you, what I need Open up on more than what you see I know that you're man enough I'm woman enough to keep your image up, babe I see how girls get down They make it hard to care Before we kick off the show... Let's give a shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to Mr. Flat Shoals, who is a patron of mine. Thank you so much for supporting me in a way that I can feel. Oh, look, he just tuned in live. If you'd like to become a patron, get early access to content and be automatically entered into giveaways when I host them and get shout outs on shouts out shout outs on Lex chat. You can do, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash Lexi ATL and become a patron for as little as $5 per month. Okay. 
To become a sponsor of Lex Chat and advertise your services or products, you can contact me through Instagram at LexiATL. That's at L-E-X-C-A-T-L. You can send me an email at LexiSolo at gmail.com. That's L-E-X-C. S-O-L-O at gmail.com or send a text to 404-692-1299. Thank you to all of the sponsors. Let's get into these announcements. Y'all, I'm thinking about changing the live date and replay date. So as of right now, Lex Chat goes live on Wednesday nights on Instagram and then it replays on Mondays at 8 a.m. But I'm thinking about doing live on Sunday night, maybe like six or seven, probably seven o'clock on a Sunday night, and then having the replay air on Friday mornings. So those of y'all who are tuned in live, what do y'all think about that? Those of you who are watching on YouTube or anywhere else that you can comment, let me know what you think about that down below. But let's uh, mention the merchandise per usual. We've got the hashtag winner sun visors we've got the lexi burn lighter with built-in bottle opener for your smoking and drinking needs we have and the cat is interested if you're watching on youtube right now you can see that katniss has decided to set up shop on the desk and she's being just a little bit mischievous right now but she's doing so good in her little harness anyway hashtag keeper hashtag winner wristbands in every color of the rainbow I suppose each week I should actually show the different colors. We've got red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, black, white. Did I say red already? We just got all the colors of the rainbow. And then we have the Lexi posters. Right here is the artistic ones. And then over here, you can see I got the sexy Lexi posters. All of these things are available on my website at LexiATL.com. That's L-E-X-C. ATL.com. You are crazy. Do you know that's hot? Do you know that's hot? Girl. Anyway, um, and next up, I want to do a recap of the 90 sitcom prom. Ooh, this is gonna sound really bad, but hopefully none of y'all went because I ended up getting sick and was not able to perform. I canceled the morning of, so like nine o'clock. I was feeling bad two days prior to the event. Um and was gonna see how I felt the morning of. And the morning of, I just was still not in a good position to go out and perform. So I texted the organizers and I said, hey, not gonna be able to make it. So I was not there. If any of you went though, let me know how it went. Um, there, the last minute location change, I was told confused a lot of people and kind of caused issues with setup because you know um, they had to rent a whole new sound system because the sound system they had a contract with at the previous location would not change locations. So yeah, but um, I was not there. So that's the recap of that. That was Saturday, February 25th. So I'm sorry to the organizers that I was not able to make it as promised to the performance. Um, but yeah, if anyone went, um, I pray that it went successfully. I hope everyone had fun. And we'll see how it does next year because this is going to be an annual thing. Um, Mr. Flat Scholes said, I went, didn't stay long. It was okay. Mm, okay. It was okay. Well, it should get better each and every year. Um, next announcement I want to get into. 
I was nominated for Best Engineer of the of the Year by the Black Only Soul Awards. Um, myself, I am Lexi, as well as Lex the Engineer, Low Key, Juice God, Flyboy Breeze, Nelson Cruz, OG Frat Bana, He the Artist, and YZDB. Thank you to everyone at Black Only Soul Awards for the nomination, and thank you to everyone who put me in a position to be nominated. Um, the award show is going to be held March 4th. That's if you're listening live, that's this upcoming Saturday. If you are listening to the replay, then it happened this past Saturday, but March 4th in Atlanta, Georgia at VS1 ATL studio at 535 Millam Avenue Southwest. Go to BOSoulAwards.com to purchase tickets. They range anywhere from 65 to 70 bucks from last I saw. And to vote for me, I have to win the most amount of votes to win this award. You go to BOSoulAwards.com. You're going to see vote in really big letters. Scroll down a little bit. Put Lexi, L-E-X-C for best engineer. Category is best engineer. And then fill in your email and answer whether or not you are following NTITV Network and B.O. Soul Awards on Instagram. Okay, this is my first time being nominated. I'm really excited and um, I'm making plans to go to the award show. I just have to decide on like hair and outfit and whatever. Next announcement, I will be kicking off season five of Next Sound Studio Live, which is a show in New York. I will be kicking off season five. It premieres on Thursday, March 23rd at 8.30 p.m. And then my episode plays at nine o'clock right after. So join me on YouTube to watch it. I'm even considering doing a watch party here in Atlanta. So at um maybe a studio because I think I do want to go into a listening party for the unreleased songs of the album and just see what people are thinking about the songs that I have so far. But yeah, that's Thursday, March 23rd for the watch party to watch my episode of Next Sound Studio Live, all right? And uh, yeah, if you heard the introduction for today's Lex Chat, then album announcement. I am finally dropping another album in partnership with Maurice Beats. He is the producer. He is uh, he produced all the tracks that are going to be on this album. So really excited about that. The projected release date is July in 2023. The date. Stay tuned. Just keep in touch with all the social media and everything. Um Dandle Photography 25 says day before my birthday. Hey, March 22nd. Wait, the day before your birthday is on the 24th. Ha, that's what's up. Well, happy birthday right now, just in case I forget. But um, yeah, so like I said earlier, I might do a listening party on the 23rd. You know, we'll watch the premiere of Next Sound Studio and then we will listen to some music. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but that's all for the announcements that I have. I would like to jump into the hot take. So y'all know what we got to do, right? We got to get my music lined up. We got to get my music lined up. Boom. There it is. (laughs) Okay, so what is the hot take for today? Okay, I had um, quite a time deciding what I wanted to do, but you know what? Just... When in doubt, always go with what everyone's talking about. <laughs> when in doubt, go with what everyone's talking about. So I took to Twitter, like any good host of a radio show online, and what was really popular, everyone was talking about it, Chloe Bailey and Chris Brown released their song, How Does It Feel? 
And what I want to talk about is the controversy surrounding Chris Brown. Well, surrounding the release in relation to Chris Brown. There were actually a lot of people who were upset at Chloe Bailey for having Chris Brown on her song. And I do believe that I have some of those tweets. So this one just made me laugh so hard. It said, um, she's really going to release with him. (laughs) And it's a picture of Beyonce. And she's like, she's just blown about it. That is so funny to me. Um, what's another one? Oh, you're really going to make me scroll through all of them. Great. Another one says, nope. In other news, there are other talented R&B girlies out there who did not collaborate with a serial abuser who most of us would rather listen to. Ooh, yeah, they were really going in on Chloe a little bit. Another one says, Chloe Bailey's management has no idea who her target audience is, and that's why they make such poor decisions and have her all over the place. The people who like her do not like Chris Brown. And I think I have one more that I can share. This one says, Chloe Bailey can link up with abusers if she wants. I'll choose not to listen. But why is Chris Brown acting like he only made one mistake? He's shown a publicly documented abusive and violent pattern. Not to mention he's colorist as H-E-double-L. Boy, F you. So the hot topic for today the hot topic I want to get into is um, should we hold artists accountable for their actions or separate the art from the artists? I always set this timer, but it's not like we ever really keep with it. But you know what? Let's try to keep with it today. Let's go ahead and start. So should we separate the art from the artist? In my opinion, in my ideal world, In my ideal world and in my opinion, the answer is no. I don't think we should separate the art from the artist. The reason why our society and the mind of society is so messed up, in my opinion, is because there is too much of the entertainment aspect. Like there's too much like for some reason, movies don't get this flack, but music gets this flack, right? People will blame music for how people act and how people, you know, um, think about things. But everyone understands that movies are fake and movies are fictional, right? Unfortunately, music does not get the luxury of being viewed the same way that movies will in, you know, that storytelling aspect. I think because specifically the history of hip hop has always been to highlight certain issues and it's always been to call out what's wrong with society and be the voice supposedly be the voice of the people but unfortunately the people's voice don't do this while I'm doing hot take unfortunately the people's voice has not been the people's voice has not really been um how do I say this represented It's not really been represented because it's, yes, part of it is entertainment, but, you know, I would like to see people's personal lives included in the music as well, because that's literally how we connect to one another. You are acting out, girl. That's literally how people connect to one another. I'm gonna have to take this off for her. Hold on. She's acting up. During my hot take, I will beat your tail. Not really. Let me take this harness off, y'all. I'm sorry. She's distracting me. 
and acting like she's being choked and whatnot. Get out. Doing too much. But anyway, so that being said, right, I would prefer that art, the music, the art in the music, I would prefer that it reflected who the artist is, what the artist is about, and I would prefer that people would be who they say they are, you know? My issue with the music today is the fact that it I don't connect with any of it. I don't resonate with it. So when, when people ask, or when I ask the question, should the artist and the art be separated or should we hold the artists accountable for their actions? I think we should hold the artists accountable for their actions because on a grand scale, if you are a mainstream artist, you are influencing millions of minds and you are influencing millions of mindsets. And when people see that you are who you are and you talk about one thing in your music, but you live another life, it's misleading. Now, I will say that people should not expect the entertainer to be an entertainer 24 seven, but on the same token with something that's as intimate as music, something that people feel close to, something feel something that people feel like they relate to and it helps them get through things in their life to find out that the, that the material behind it is like faked or, you know, the lifestyle behind it is faked. In my opinion, that's pretty devastating, you know? It's like finding out that your favorite artist does not write their own music. And we don't dis, we don't stop liking, we don't dislike our favorite artists just because we found out they don't write their music. We like them because of how they tell the story, you know? And I feel like my thoughts are not like, I feel like I'm not eloquently explaining this, but basically what I would like to see, right? I would like people to be who they are and show who they are exactly as they are in their music and in their personal life. Because music is so personal and because it's viewed as therapy for so many people, a lot of people want to connect with the music. And if that connection has been shown to be fake the entire time or the stories have been shown to be fake the entire time or the lifestyle that's been shown has been fake the entire time, like what does that say about how we've been connecting with one another all this time. Is that been fake as well, you know? So when it comes to artists like Chris Brown, I'm one of those people who, when that Rihanna situation happened years ago, I actively stopped being a Chris, a Chris Brown fan. I actively stopped listening to him. And I have not since gone back to listening to his music because of that incident. But people act like that's the only abusive situation he's been in. You gotta think about all the other allegations he's had, and I haven't done my research, somebody else can do that, but just what we've heard about him over the years and the stories we've heard, and then you hear about you know what he went through with Karuchi, and it's not like this was a one-time thing. So we should give people chances, right? People make mistakes, everybody makes mistakes, but it's about what you do after those mistakes have been found out and realized and atoned for, apologized for. What happened after that Rihanna situation with Chris Brown? It happened again. That was not a one-off situation and it wasn't just a, oh, it only blew up because it was Rihanna. That's true, that was the wrong, like Blueface said, that was the wrong chick to go beating up and having all this public um, outrage about, but yeah, it wasn't just her. 
And so when it comes to asking the question specifically in regards to Chris Brown, for me, I have not since become a fan of his. I have not become a fan of his again because of the abusive things, because of the colorist comments and, you know, just the drug allegations. And, you know, he might have made great music. I don't know. I don't know because I haven't been listening to his stuff. And I haven't been listening because I don't want to absorb the energy. And this is what I keep talking about in almost every video I do, and especially every reaction video I've been doing with NBA Youngboy stuff. I don't want that kind of energy rubbing off on me. Whatever dark energy is on him that's causing him to do those things, I don't want it on me. So I'm not going to consume what he is doing. And that's how I feel about that. And then, you know, it's the same thing with someone like, let's say, R. Kelly. I stopped listening to R. Kelly's music after everything came out about, you know, surviving R. Kelly, after everything happened with that, it's like I can't knowingly keep supporting someone who has done, has abused women. As a woman, how could I be okay with supporting someone who has abused women? And so, in my opinion, I hold artists to that caliber. You're supposed to be a role model. You are held to a different standard. You do have a bigger platform and therefore a bigger responsibility. You about to get taken out. You about to get taken out. Calm down, calm down. She's cute. Anyway, so yeah, you do have a bigger responsibility. And so I hold artists accountable. I don't separate the art from the artist because then you'll what that tells the public is that if you sing good enough you can get away with what you want to get away with if you have enough money you can get away with what you want to get away with and uh that's not a narrative that i choose to play into and that's not how i choose to play out my morals so that's my hot take for today stick around for the lex chat today's lex chat we are talking about finding your audience <laughs> we're talking about finding your audience and we are talking about getting into analytics so if that is something that you would be interested in joining the conversation on then please stay tuned Alrighty, so today during Lex Chat, we are talking about finding your audience and then using your analytics to create what is called an ideal client avatar. And do I need my notebook? I wanna get my notebook. I don't know why I didn't have it on the desk before I started Lex Chat today, but Yes, I want to talk about finding your audience and then using your analytics to create your ICA, ideal client avatar. Okay, so the inspiration for this is I've been preparing for the release of the album, like I announced earlier, been preparing for the release of the album with Maurice Beats. And um, I have talked to Maurice about doing Facebook ads. And I wasn't a fan of Facebook ads until recently, like two weeks ago, I ran a Facebook ad for one week, cost me $17 and some change. 
and I got nine leads and I talked to three of those leads. And so that's, that's got me feeling really inspired. And I used targeted ads, so geo, geo-targeting, geo-targeting, I think that's what it's called. Um, and yeah, to gain recording clients, that was the goal of that. But I'm really continuing the whole marketing and sales thing. And I'd really am wanting to be more obsessed with how do I become a better saleswoman and how do I do a better job of bringing attention to my music? I have plenty of material, but if my goal has always been to get people to listen to it and to become a superstar, then I need to face the reality that maybe I'm not good at sales like I should be, because that's really the name of the game. Music is the product and we as artists, we're just salespeople. We are selling ourselves as the brand because we are the personality brand. And what comes with the personality brand is our product of not just our personality, but also the music. The music is the main thing, but then you have to like fall back on personality. But anyway, all of that to say, I'm really getting into a space where I want to just be better with marketing. I want to be a better saleswoman. So in order to do that, I need to study and I need to figure out tools to help get my music in front of more people. So we're going to get into analytics and I put in my notes, get anal because the first four letters of analytics is anal and you got to get anal about this stuff. That is exactly right because it's so much information, right? So I want to talk about analytics, obviously. I'm just like moving stuff around. Let me see if this is going to stretch though. All right. That's going to stretch pretty good. So let's get into analytics, right? Um, I want to, if y'all are on Instagram, I was going to go through and like shuffle through all of the visuals, but I just feel like that's going to take me way too long. I already have the screenshots available. So if you're interested in seeing these specific screenshots that I'm going to be showing, you're going to have to go to the replay on YouTube and watch this. So I have taken analytics. The only one I don't have screenshots for is my Spotify, but basically what my thinking is, right? I'm taking the analytics from the most important platforms. What are the most important platforms to me? They are my website, they are Instagram, they are YouTube, and they are Spotify. So the first one I wanna pull up is my website. And please forgive my speed. My computer, my laptop is also running YouTube, so it's just going a little slow right now. So the first one I wanna get into is my website, okay? So the most important platforms to me, which are the platforms that I'm going to pay attention to the analytics for, it is YouTube, my website, it is Instagram, and it's Spotify for the music, obviously. The reason it's the website, YouTube, and Instagram mainly though is because this is the platform where all of my followers are, and this is how people are consuming my content. So. Music and video, I'm most showcasing it through these sites and platforms. So this first screenshot I have here is from my website. I use squarespace.com to build out my website and they have the analytics feature. You just click on, um, when you log into your platform on the left-hand side, 
there's like a menu option, click on analytics, and it will show you all these different things. On the left-hand side, you can see sales, traffic, geography. I wonder if it would be too much for me to do a screen recording right now. Let me see. Just a moment, I did not think about this until just now, OMG. OMG, give me a moment, please. And you know what? Nobody's watching on YouTube anyway, so we're just gonna nix that out of there. Please get rid of it. It's gone. Yeah, nobody cares. Y'all are gonna see it on YouTube anyway, so yes. I wanna do a new screen recording. It doesn't really have to. There we go. There we go, all right. So it is now recording. Hopefully I'll make a little note of where that is, but yeah. So this is a screenshot for my website, which is uh, Squarespace. It's LexiATL.com. And right here, I've taken a screenshot of the traffic. And this is important to me because when I'm looking at my analytics, my main goal when I'm looking at analytics, I wanna know what, where is most of my traffic coming from like which platforms are driving people to my website or which platforms are driving people to my Instagram? How are people coming to this particular source? So with my website, with YouTube, with Instagram, I'm looking at those things. But for the website specifically, because this is my main hub, I'm interested to know which sources are bringing people to my website. And as you can see from here, what's up, Hugh Steph? Most people are coming directly to my website, which I am really excited for. And then the next is Instagram. And by the way, another disclaimer, these results are from the last 28 days or the last 30 days, whatever the filter is on the particular platform that I'm talking about. Um, I took these earlier today at about five o'clock. So these are from the last, these are results from the last 30 days. So you can see right here, I'm getting traffic directly to my website. The next one is Instagram. The next one is Google. The next one is, um, I think this is like a Chinese website, a referral site. So the top three contenders, the top three uh, sources of traffic, people are coming to my website. They are typing in LexiATL.com or they're clicking on the link in my bio from my Instagram. The reason why this is so high, because I ran a Facebook ad two weeks ago Facebook also owns Instagram, so that's why this is so high. And then Google, people are Googling me and then coming to my website off of Google. Something else that might be of interest to you when you are forming your ideal client avatar, which I don't really get in much because of, um, I don't get into much based off of my website, but um, you know, you could start to learn what kind of people are using your website, what, side of, what kind of people are coming to your platforms. Um, top browsers by visits. Instagram app, Chrome, mobile Safari, others, um, iOS. So people who are on the iOS operating system are the most, like that's the highest source of traffic. So that tells me that most people coming to this site are iPhone users. So that's important because you might wanna figure out how to make the uh, visuals on the website optimized for people who are using phones and blah, blah, blah. Um, but the next one I wanna go into, cause I don't wanna spend too much time on this, this next screenshot I have, this is of the geography. So what's important to me is where are people coming from? Where are people visiting my site from? So where do these people live? And then 
Are they male? Are they female? What is the age range? I don't think my website really gives me age ranges because you can't tell from an IP address. But when we look at the analytics for Instagram and YouTube, you're gonna see that the gender is going to be very important. So from this, you can see that the United States, obviously I have the most traffic because that's my home country. I also have some stuff in Canada, China, Russia, um, India, I think Spain might be here, but I just like that little visual representation that they give me. Um, so my top countries, United States, China, Germany, India, Japan, America, Samoa, Canada. And then I think, did I break this down further? Nope. So that's all that I have for my website, right? Um, I think based on my website, cause I did analyze this a few days ago. So from my website, top five countries, the U United States, China, Germany, India, Japan, the top cities in the United States, Atlanta, Georgia, the Bronx, New York, Charlotte, North Carolina, Orlando, Florida, and then Chicago, Illinois. This last bit from my website here, this is again, the traffic sources and just giving me a bigger breakdown of where the traffic is coming from. So again, directly from my website, from social, that was from Instagram and YouTube. I wish I would have expanded that. And then from search, Google, and then referral, msogo.com and yendex.ru. That might actually be a Russian website now that I think about it. Yeah, but those are Chinese and Russian sites. So those are some of the things that my website analytics are showing me, okay? And I'm gonna just exit out of that because I don't care about that. I don't care about that too bad. All right, so now the next one I wanna look at, that was my website. Next one I wanna look at is YouTube, okay? So YouTube, I wanna go through this a little quicker than I did with the website. But YouTube, I don't worry about the impressions too much or the views too much. Again, what I'm looking at is what are my traffic source types? So it says YouTube advertising, and then next to that is YouTube search and then channel pages, browse features. The reason why YouTube advertising is so high is because I do put ads on all of the Lex chat videos and then YouTube search. My guess is that it's high because I have R&B girl reacts and a lot of people, they react to those NBA young boy, like they love NBA young boy reactions. I don't know why, but that is what's been getting me a lot of organic traffic to my page recently. So that's what explains those numbers. And then external traffic source, there's Google source, uh, Google search, excuse me. There's Chrome app, there's Facebook, and then playlists. I don't care too much about traffic source. Well, I don't care too much about that. So yeah, the external source, most people are doing Google searches and they're coming through the Chrome app. This next piece is really important for when I'm going to post to my YouTube. So it has this beautiful chart here and the darker the color, the more concentrated the traffic on YouTube. So my viewers are mostly on at night, on Sundays after six, Mondays just be like around six, Tuesdays after six, Wednesday pretty much after six, Friday after six, Saturday after six, and then there's a little spike between maybe 12 and one o'clock. So if I was really wondering about going live, I would use this information to figure out when are most of my viewers gonna be online, most of my 
subscribers. When are they going to be online? Coordinated with this graph and yeah. So my top countries for YouTube, US, India, Indonesia, Turkey, Philippines, top cities, Istanbul, Jakarta, Bangkok, Lima, and then it's cut off. And then age and gender. This is when we start to get into who is actually looking at my stuff. All right. I got the times, I got the geography, but now we got some gender. So as you can see, males dominate my viewership and they also dominate my following when it comes to these uh, other platforms. So 61.8% male, 38.2% female. And then when we look at the age range, most of my audience is between 25 and 34 or next largest is 18 to 24 and the next largest 35 to 44 but my goal is 25 to 34 year olds because that is the age range that i am in and then top languages english portuguese spanish that actually makes me want to do songs in spanish not gonna lie about that so yeah i um wanted to see because I also like to break down what age group of men versus which age group of women are viewing my things. YouTube does that for me as well. And as you can see, my audience is mostly male and it's actually younger guys, 18 to 24 and then 25 to 34. Whereas with women, it's mostly older women, 25 to 34 and then 18 to 24. So basically my YouTube audience is between 18 and 34 years of age and then the top state the top states in the u.s because the united states is my top country top states are texas georgia california north carolina florida boom basically i can't even say the southeast i can't even say that but yeah so now i want to look at the instagram analytics um the way that you get to your youtube analytics you have to have to have claimed a youtube channel and then you click on your icon in the page in the top right hand corner and then click on youtube studio and then you click on analytics and that's how you can access all of that information for your instagram you have to be a business page so you got to go to settings and change your page to a business account and uh, that's how you'll get the access to the analytics tools for instagram and uh, you go you click on your profile. How do you do that on Instagram actually? And then you click on, once you're on your profile, you click in the top right hand corner, it's like three dots or something. And then from there, you can click on insights. I don't know why they just don't call it analytics like everybody else, but it's insights. So yeah, to see specific information about your followers, you have to click on followers. And that's how I got this first picture here. Sorry to those of y'all viewing on Instagram live. I don't have these visuals pulled up for y'all, but yeah. So I have 6,341 followers as of this recording. And what's next after that? Top cities, Atlanta, Georgia, New York, New York, Houston, Texas, Los Angeles, California, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. All right. Men and women. I'll get to that in a little bit. Top countries. United States, Nigeria, India, United Kingdom, Brazil. And then the age range for my followers, this is all of my following. Most of my followers between the age of 25 30 to 34. Um, next highest is 35 to 44. Next highest is 18 to 24. So my target audience range is basically gonna be 
18 to 34 years old. That's where most of my followers are sitting at. And then if I look at the men, most of them are 25 to 34. If I look at the women, most of them are 25 to 34 on Instagram. And then you can, um, and I set this range again for the last 30 days or the last 28 days, depending on what your particular platform, um, how their filters work. Uh, 76.9% of my followers are men, 23% women. And then I like to see the most active times. So when are my followers the most active? I think 38.65. Y'all are actually most active on Tuesday, but for the most part, it's pretty much the same. It's pretty much the same. Um, Wednesday makes sense because I'm doing Lex chat on Wednesday nights. So it makes sense that it's up there as well. So now what are we doing with all of this information now that I've mentioned all of that stuff, right? So my target market, I'm going to look at all those numbers and this is your homework for you to do the same thing. You're going to look at all of those numbers and you're going to get an idea of what your target market is. And let me see, cause I didn't even write down a definition, but basically your target market or your target demographic, it's more general, it's more broad, and you use your analytics to figure out what your target market is. And the definition of target market, thank you Google, is a particular group of consumers at which a product or service is aimed. So this is general, right? So the difference between a target market and an ICA, an ideal client avatar, target marketing is where you are going to focus your marketing. So we're looking at the analytics. I'm looking at what I wrote down when I went into my top platforms, right? I looked at YouTube. I looked at Squarespace. I looked at Instagram. I looked at my anchor. I looked at my Spotify top five countries. United States, India, Indonesia, Turkey, Philippines, United States, China, Germany, India, Japan. From Instagram, United States, Nigeria, India, United Kingdom, Brazil. From Anchor, United States, United Kingdom, Germany, Canada, South Africa. From Spotify, United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Brazil, and Spain. All right. So when I'm thinking about how I want to spend my marketing dollars, because that's why this is really important to me. I'm going to look at, obviously, I'm going to focus on the United States because I'm based here and that's where I could more readily be available to people who are supporting me in the U.S. But some notable countries, right? And I actually have to add Germany on here because I didn't realize that Germany was in a few of these lists as well. But my top countries are the United States, India, United Kingdom, Brazil, Canada, and Germany. I might decide you know, if I want to broaden my horizons and I want to do a better job of marketing to people in other countries, like I said, um, and this was a suggestion from the CD baby resource that I have. And they suggested record one of your favorite songs in a different language. And that's a way to get it. So if I'm looking at my analytics and I'm seeing that India, United Kingdom, Brazil, and Canada, I'm a Spanish speaker. Brazil, I would want to target more. And it's a pretty big country. South America is huge. So why would why would I not do a song in Spanish, you know? And that'll help broaden my audience in another country. But when I'm trying to decide where my marketing dollars are gonna go, those top countries, 
United States, India, UK, Brazil, Canada, Germany. I wanted it to be top five, but I threw Germany in there because I didn't realize that they were like a common one as well. Those are some of the target countries. So I don't need to have my dollars spreading too thin, basically. That's why I wanna get more targeted. So target market is very broad. It's these countries, it's the United States, and I'm gonna focus in Georgia, California, Texas, Florida, New York. Some of the top cities that I saw from YouTube, Nashville, Tennessee, Atlanta, Georgia, Orofino, Idaho, Los Angeles, California, Savannah, Georgia. From Squarespace, my website, Atlanta, Georgia, the Bronx, New York, Charlotte, North Carolina, Orlando, Florida, Chicago, Illinois. From Instagram, Atlanta, Georgia, New York, New York, Houston, Texas, Los Angeles, California, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. From Anchor, they don't break it down by city. Spotify is Dallas, Texas, St. Louis, Missouri, Brooklyn, New York, Seattle, Washington, and Miami, Florida. So when I am getting even more specific with my marketing dollars, I can see that I already have a following in these particular cities. So obviously Atlanta, Georgia is going to be a favorite. New York is going to be a favorite. Probably, I'll probably do New York, New York because that shows up in multiple lists. Los Angeles, California shows up in multiple lists. Florida, Orlando, and Miami show up. So I would do some marketing in Florida. And my age range is going to be really the most concentrated 25 to 35 to 34 years of age. But really my age range of people who have been like following me and looking at my content, 18 years old to 44 years old. 18 years old to 44 years old. And then who is mostly viewing my content across the board with the exception of Anchor, my audience is overwhelmingly male. So over 60% on all the platforms. But like I said, with the exception of Anchor, 60% women, 31% men on Anchor. But everywhere else, YouTube, 61.4% men, 38.6% women, Squarespace doesn't say, Instagram says 76.9% of men. Women is 23%. Um, Spotify says 51% men, 47% women. So if I know that my market is more men, then how am I going to now kind of cater my content or not cater it, but make it more appealing to the people who are already naturally gravitating towards me. And um, for the... I just want to point out that for the numbers to be what they are on Instagram, so men, 76.9% of my followers are men on Instagram. That makes sense because men are more visual. And I guess you could say that my pictures are a little more revealing in some ways, you know. Um, I'm not really sure why women don't follow me, but also men follow me more, right? So now this is me. I've seen who my audience is. Now, how do I make sense of the numbers that I'm getting? So it makes sense that it's that high on Instagram because men, y'all are visual. Um, but it also makes sense that my audience is mostly male because I'm in the music industry. And most of what I do, the music industry is a male dominated industry. So it makes sense that most of the people I come into contact with and talk to are guys. So that is lining up with what I'm doing in real life. And uh, that's a good indication, right? So now I have a general idea of where to aim my marketing dollars when I decide to run ads. You wanna be more specific because, so like for music, 
it's a little harder. I want the world to hear it, right? But I also wanna make sure that I am being laser focused on retargeting people who are already in markets that I know of. So what I mean by this is retargeting is very important. And once you start diving into marketing for yourself, we talked about the rule of seven, right? People do not become familiar with you until they've seen you seven times. They don't become familiar with you and they don't start trusting you as a recognized brand, as a trusted brand until they've seen you seven times. So that's why retargeting is so important because you can't just be seen by somebody one time and expect for them to be interested. The reason why music labels do so well is because they are putting a heavy budget behind their artists to be put in front of the same people all the time. They're targeting certain markets all the time. And if these people keep seeing the same person over and over and over again, eventually you start to think, okay, why is this always on my timeline? Why is this content always being suggested to me? Let me check it out. An example of this would be if you are on YouTube and well, let's say you're having a conversation actually, because Big Brother's always listening. And I say, man, I really need a vacation. And then all of a sudden on my Instagram, I'm seeing Nashville cabin resorts, three nights, $99 for all three nights. (laughs) Or I start seeing advertisements for come to Los Angeles, California on my YouTube. And so that's an, that's an, uh, you know, that is an example of I'm being watched and then I'm being served what the algorithm thinks I will be interested in. It's a little creepy, but it's also kind of nice creepy because I don't think I want to be watched like that, but it's also nice because, you know, oh, they're taking interest in what I'm interested in. Start this camera over real quick. Uh, Let me read what Ike has been saying. Ike says, Ike remixed Unplugged says, so to even be given a chance versus nah, this ain't going to (laughs) happen. Yes. So exactly. So It's the rule of seven. You have to be seen at least seven times to start to be recognized and to start to be seen as a trusted brand or a recognizable brand. So a lot of times, like my beef with the industry, people don't, people don't like the music they think they like. It's just what's always in front of them. Don't let that go over your head. Yeah, don't let that go over your head. People aren't necessarily thinking for themselves. They're just being, they're choosing from what's being put in front of them versus, and most people are lazy. They're not going to, they're not going to go look for what they want. They want to be served what they want. Okay. Larry Nolan too. Oh, I haven't seen you in forever. Welcome back. How can I set up a good YouTube page from scratch? How did you do it? Okay. So what do you do and which platforms are going to serve that purpose the best. So if we do music, right? YouTube serves me because music videos are a huge deal. And YouTube is one of the number one streaming platforms, right? Instagram serves me because people want to see me, the brand, the personality. They want to see how I look, what I'm doing, and they like the short form content. So before you even decide to do a YouTube page, is what you're doing going to benefit from you advertising on YouTube? It's like cat hair flying in front of me. So how I set up my YouTube page, 
If you have a Gmail email account, then all you have to do is claim your YouTube page, by the way, and just stay consistent with that being your account. So don't change the name and don't be putting videos on different email accounts, basically. But if you have a Gmail account, then you automatically have a YouTube channel. You just have to claim it and start putting up content. I started mine years ago, singing cover songs and doing acapellas and then posting those videos to my YouTube page. And that's how I got started. Literally just start posting. So um, I would take a video camera cause phone quality wasn't good enough back then. And honestly the camera quality wasn't either, but we know, we know better now. I would just take a camera and record myself singing songs in my garage. Or when I got to my own apartment, I would sing in the bathroom and, you know, do a little editing on a YouTube edit or iMovie or a Final Cut Pro edit and then upload that to YouTube. And that's how I got started. So we talked about the analytics, right? Because I do need to move on to the ideal client avatar. So after you've done all of that searching and comparing your analytics and getting an idea of who your target market is, Who's already watching you? Um, for me, like I said, it is my top five countries, the US, India, UK, Brazil, Canada. I'm gonna throw a sixth country in there, Germany. And then my age ranges is gonna be from 18 to 44. And then the top cities that I'm gonna be looking at probably gonna be like Atlanta, New York, Florida. It's probably gonna be some Texas in there. I have to see which cities popped up the most, but this is my target market. This is where people live who are into my content. They've been engaging with my content. So when I'm spending marketing dollars, instead of targeting to the world, I can focus on these five countries. Well, I'm gonna focus on the US mostly, right? I don't have to do the world because the world is such a big place. I want to figure out where is the concentration of my market and how do I how do I direct my marketing dollars to keep retargeting these people so that I eventually get to a point where I don't have to put it in front of them. They come searching for the content and that's how we create fans. That's how we get a support base, things like that. So the reason why it's important to narrow down now we're getting into the ideal client avatar. It's important to narrow down and get more specific about what you want because it's easier than casting a wide net. So to get into the ideal client avatar, the abbreviation is ICA. I want to give a shout out to Letitia Styles on YouTube. Um, some of the points I'm going to be mentioning, they are from her video, how to create the right ideal client avatar. And she gives us some steps on how we create and define a client avatar. So a client avatar, and I did not put the definition here. So let me look this up. Ideal client avatar, right? The definition of an ideal client avatar, your ideal customer avatar is a customer profile that is a best case scenario for your business. Perhaps it's someone who is a big spender, a regular who consistently returns, someone who speaks well of your business within their networks or all three. So the main part 
It's a customer profile, a specific customer. So first step that Letitia Styles gives us is you need to give your avatar a name. And this was pretty groundbreaking to me because I never even thought to give my avatar a name. I just thought I needed to know, you know, where are people watching and how do I get more of those people? But I never thought about who are those actual people. So the whole point of creating an ideal client avatar is to envision who these people are that are listening. What do they look like? What kind of stuff do they like? And I used to think this was so crazy, but it clicked for me when I watched Letitia Styles' video on YouTube. I'm gonna call her Letitia because Letitia sounds weird. Letitia. It clicked. Who is my ideal person? And it's a person. So target marketing is where you're gonna focus your marketing dollars, but ideal client avatar, it helps with the market messaging. The messaging of your marketing, that's why it's important to have a client avatar. So you can know who they are, what they are, what they like, and then how to talk to them. If you're addressing these people, how are you gonna talk to them? How are they going to respond to the ads, okay? So the ideal client avatar, give it a name. I decided to do two client avatars because I want to account for what kind of women are listening to Lexi and then what kind of men are listening to Lexi. So I went with the name Michelle because when somebody, when I used to go to the club and a dude would come up and ask me what my name is and I ain't really like him, I would tell him my name was Michelle. Um, but that's a different story. So Michelle is the chosen avatar for my female, my ideal female client, right? And the next step after you give your avatar a name, give your avatar a story. And it's just a few sentences of who they are and what they might be like, what they might be into. This is what I decided to give Michelle, all right? Michelle is a 25-year-old non-traditional professional who is a hopeless romantic. She never feels like she fits in with her generation because she doesn't have fun the way other people her age have fun. She is ambitious and is actively pursuing her goals, but she also dreams of finding love. So that is the chosen avatar that I chose for my woman. Her name is Michelle. And then for my male avatar, my ideal male client, his name is Michael. Michael is a 25-year-old non-traditional professional who wasn't the most popular kid in school, but still had a good childhood and school life. He worries about being seen as too nice or a simp because he wouldn't mind a simple life with a wife and family he takes care of, but he doesn't want to let on that these are things he thinks about. Going to the bar is not his idea of fun, but he will go if his friends hound him enough. So Letitia, shout out to Letitia Styles on YouTube. The avatar name as well as the avatar story is just as important. The reason why I chose shows the reason why I chose Michelle and Michael is because they're not I'm not I wonder if I should have given them rap names though but my my so let me get my let me get my words together right the reason why I kind of struggle with this a little bit but then I decided to simplify it for myself so there are two ways that I could look at this the avatar that I just described is my ideal music listener so I'm looking at this from an artist standpoint, but I also need to go back and think about this from an engineer standpoint. Clients who wanna to come to the recording studio. Now, 
client, a Michelle or a Michael, they would not be the ideal people that would come to the recording studio to record their music. So I need to create completely different avatars for those people, right? So my avatar for music person might be Michelle Keating. I've been watching How to Get Away with Murder. And Michelle Keating is a 18 to 20 year old, young, impressionable woman who wants to make a change in the world. And she wants to use her voice to do that, but she's maybe a little unsure of herself and she needs some guidance with how to get her message out to the masses, okay? And then my male avatar client would probably be Marquise. We'll give him Marquise, yeah. Because it's mostly black clients. I don't mind working with them, but you know, Marquise is a young guy. He's always wanted to be a rapper or an artist. And it's been looking so much fun for him growing up, seeing his favorite rappers and listening to their music. He wants to see how he can make his mark in the music industry, but he's not necessarily interested in doing the typical music that everybody else is doing, which is like the trap and the rap stuff, right? He wants to be different and he and both of these people Marquise and Michelle Keating they take their music seriously and they're willing to invest even if it takes them a little while to figure out how to do that they are willing to make sacrifices to come into the studio and take direction to get better so that is an example of some avatars I would do for my engineering side but for the music side it's Michelle and Michael they are non-traditional professionals and both of them are kind of wondering like you know I don't really fit in with my generation. They don't have fun the way I have fun. And why is this important to identify these people? Because I need to know when I'm making my music, who is listening to it? What is that person's day like? What are they going through? It's important to create this ideal client avatar because I wanna make music for this person. If the whole point is to connect with people, how can you connect with people that you don't know and that you don't relate to? That's the main purpose. It's giving a life. So it's not just saying, I want the world to hear my music. It's saying, I want Michelle to hear my music. I want Michael to hear my music. And that's what you have to think about when you are figuring out what your ideal client avatar looks like. Give them a name. What kind of name would your ideal listener have? What is their story and then what's their problem so the the problem that i gave my two avatars michael and michelle is they are both afraid they won't find love because they believe that most people in their age are not interested in traditional love like i said they're both non-traditional professionals but they still believe in traditional love stories and you know lately and i relate to this as well lately you don't hear a lot of traditional love stories in music. It's all, you know, transactional relationships, taking somebody's man, taking somebody's woman, using a man for all his money, using a woman for her body, and then, you know, F her, go hang with the bros. Like, it's that, right? So my ideal people, their problem is that they believe in traditional love in a world that wants to distance itself from everything traditional. So next question, how can I solve my avatar's problem? And this might be a very cliche thing to say, but the problem that I'm solving is giving these people music that make them feel better 
about wanting to be in love traditionally. And I actually need to write this in my notes because I put big question marks on my notes originally. But I want to let them know. Hey, Bella. Hey. But I want to let them know that there are still people out here who want that traditional love story. Yes. Boom. There it is. And like I said, if I was looking at this from the lens of my engineering side, then my, who did I say? I said Michelle Keating and Marquise, right? Their problem is they need guidance and they need help making the kind of music that they want to make. How am I solving that avatar's problem? I am the engineer. I'm the vocal producer, um, the songwriter. I can help guide them and teach them things to help make their music the best it can possibly be. All right. So think about those things. I hope all of this was helpful for you, for yourself, right? This is your homework. Your homework is to decide what platforms are most important to you. For me, it is my website, it's Instagram and it's YouTube. I choose three because it's just too much to keep up with all that other-ish. Oh, it's also Spotify, obviously, because I'm a music artist and Spotify is one of the bigger platforms. Um, but you need to figure out what, which platforms are most important to you, okay? So homework, which platforms are most important to you? If you have a notebook, I suggest you write these down. I'm also gonna put it in the show notes though. All right. And then check out the analytics on these platforms that you've just listed. Okay. Check out the analytics and then figure out what your target market is. So which platforms are most important to you? Check out the analytics on the platforms and then figure out your target market. Where are they? What's the geography? What are their age ranges? Is it mostly men or women? What cities, what states, what countries are they in? And then build your ICA, your ideal client avatar. And the way that you do that, what is their name? What's their story? What's their problem? And then how can you solve their problem okay so all of that being said i hope that this information has been helpful for you anybody who's been interested in listening anyway i hope it's been helpful for you that is your homework i'll leave it in the show notes as well but thank you so much for joining me today for this episode of lex chat on finding your audience okay we do these live recordings every wednesday night for now, I might change it. And then the replay comes on on Mondays on 
YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify and iHeartRadio and a few other podcast platforms as well. So yeah, check that out. If you want to be in on the live conversations on Wednesday nights, come to Instagram at LexiATL, L-E-X-C-A-T-L, as well as YouTube, which is just search for Lexi and it's all there. Alrighty. If you are listening on YouTube, speaking of, then please like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell, join the conversation, tell me what you thought about this in the comment section down below. And yes, become a subscriber, hit the notification bell so you'll be notified each and every time I post a new piece of content. If you would like to go the extra mile in supporting me, then please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash LexiATL. And for as little as $5 a month, become a patron, you get shout outs on the Lex chats, you get automatically entered into giveaways and you get early access to the content days before the general public gets to see it. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio, please make sure you give me five out of five star and leave, leave a review because it helps the algorithm and it tells the algorithm that this is a good piece of content that gets a lot of interaction. I would greatly appreciate that. Last mentions for the announcements. Remember that I'm coming out with an album and I will be teasing some of the songs for the next, well, through July on Lex Chat. So, you know, check out those teasers. Let me know what you think about that. Shout out to Maurice Beats. He is who I'm partnering with to release this album because he produced all of the tracks on the album. Um, again, with the Black Only Soul Awards, I was nominated for Best Engineer of the Year along with a few other people. I already said it at the top of the episode, so I'm not gonna say it again. But the way that you vote for me, I have to win the most votes. Go to bosoulawards.com where you see vote, put my name, Lexi, L-E-X-C, put best engineer in the category, fill in your email, and then answer them whether or not you follow NTITV Network and B.O. Soul Awards on Instagram. And the person with the most votes is going to win the nomination. They're going to win the award. Okay. BOSoulAwards.com. If you want to come, then um, it's going to be held Saturday, March 4th. For those of you listening live, it's this upcoming Saturday. For those of you on the replay, that already happened this past Saturday. But it's going to be at VS1 ATL Studio at 535 Millam Avenue South west okay tickets are ranging from 65 to 70 dollars you can get tickets at bosoulawards.com and finally i am kicking off season five of next sound studio live it's a tv show based out of new york on thursday march 23rd season five premieres at 8 30 and then my episode comes right after at nine o'clock I will be watching with you and um, still deciding if I want to do a watch party. If I decide to do a physical watch party in Atlanta, then it's going to be followed by a listening session. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those were all of my announcements, right? Right? Album announcement. Yep, that was everything. So, yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to Lex Chat today. I really do appreciate it. My name is Lexi. Until next time, peace. your world.